Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 92, Episode 3 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries fuck and you. fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, July 24, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. If the Zeitgeist only knew... If the zeitgeist only knew If the zeitgang only knew That Miles was still in Italy That is courtesy of not by the hairs of my chin chin And I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co-host Or is it? Mr. Miles Gray! I wish Miles would step back from that pod, my friend Cut ties with all the mics that you've been recording in And if you mention Tuscany again I would understand <laughs> Thank you, Kawhi Leonard Cohen at Gotham City JCC for Woo! that one Just saw Third Eye Blind recently Did you? Live, yep Just on the street? Busting? Nah, nah, I wouldn't go to their shows, you know, I follow them around For real? Yeah, down in, um You follow them? Like a, like a deadhead? Like yeah. a fish fan? Blind boys, we call them. <laughs> <laughs> the blind boys of Alabama. Me and the blind boys, you know what I mean? That's what the that's where the blind boys of Alabama got there. Right, exactly. Yeah, was um, being fans. I was actually really impressed that you were beatboxing and singing at the same time. Yeah. That was I, really clean. I don't know. I mean, I was a Rodell fan, so I yeah. decided I'd try it live on mic for the first time. Well, paid off. Uh, yes. Well, You're very casual about it, too. I'm a little worried, but <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very funny and talented Vince Mancini. Hey, you guys gonna have to pay for those songs, or is that like covered by a parody? No, law? it's actually we've uh, had our lawyers listen to an episode, and they said that uh, our singing is bad enough that it's unrecognizable. Yeah. Uh, well, they so said if anything, we open ourselves up for some kind of like assault charge. <laughs> how right. bad it sounds. That's right. Uh, how you been, Vince? Oh, I've been great. I've uh, I've never made my lawyer listen to any of my podcasts. Oh, that's oh, good. Man. That's why he's still my lawyer. Have yeah, one. yeah. Uh, I need a lawyer. That would be oh, good. Man. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Vince, we're going to get to know you a little bit better hmm. in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about today. We're talking about laugh tracks mm-hmm. uh, because you know we we need to bring them back into podcasts. Are there any podcasts that have laugh tracks? I don't think so. There should be. I mean, I one that isn't like meant to be a like a radio play that has an audience, like one that they're aggressively laugh tracking. Yeah. Should be like a Gallagher podcast. Yeah. yeah. He should have a he podcast. He had a podcast, I thought, for a second. Until his brother it? stole it. Right. <laughs> Smash this pod. Was it, it was conservative <laughs> or something, or maybe maybe I'm mistaking that. We're going to do another Mueller preview because he has gotten some marching orders uh, from Trump's team, we are going to talk about uh, Joseph Biden preparing for these upcoming events, uh, these upcoming debates, uh, by preemptively avoiding uh, dodging some smoke. We are going to talk about uh, what we've learned about the MAGA bomber from last year, how he descended into being the MAGA bomber. Wait, was that last year? Was it? Or this year? I don't know, man. Time Who flies. knows, man? Damn. Uh, no, it was last year. <laughs> we're going to talk about commerce department uh telling wilbur ross to get the fuck out uh the kind louisiana <laughs> cops being fired for saying aoc should be shot the fact that china runs 
the movie industry and the fact that Leonardo DiCaprio uh, still won't answer the question we all want to know, which is why he killed himself at the end of Titanic. Uh, but first, Vince, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Let's see. I don't have my search history. I just have my like browser history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I was reading about uh, Oliver Stone asking Putin to be his godfather. To uh, be his own godfather? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm just fascinated with Oliver Stone's brain in general. Yeah. It's like all of the bad boomer opinions, but just combined in ways yeah. that you almost never see. And it like like the boomers, it like he peaked in the early nineties and mm-hmm. like since then it's just been like ugh. Yeah, I saw him at like a Thai food restaurant in uh in East Hollywood once and it was exactly like you'd imagine where his head looks like three or four sizes too big and yeah. you can just like hear him talking from across the room <laughs> and it's like about topics that you would expect Oliver Stone right. to be right. talking He's about. Talking about JFK. Right. Oh, I mean, he's doors. talking about Russia Gate. It was great. Oh, what did, wow. Wait, so what did he he was asking Putin to wait, was that a real thing? So like Oliver Stone's like 70 something year, years old, but he's still convinced that he's like an edge lord. Yeah. And so he like went from like the Russia threat is overrated to Vladimir Putin is good actually and, and he wow. was like he had this conversation with him about like how the uh, anti-gay propaganda law that they have in Russia, which mm-hmm. is basically like their blanket excuse to, like, I don't know, crack down on homosexuals. Yeah, press, right. yeah. He uh, has like a biker gang that goes around and beats yeah. up gay people. Yeah, he has a paramilitary, and Oliver Stone's like, yeah, I wish we should, we could, ha- we could have a law like that. That sounds like a good idea. Really? Yeah. So he's yeah. just like a right-wing homophobe now? Kind he went of, yeah. so far left that he like came around the other side, and he's like far right. Shoe yeah. Horn. Yeah. He's, he's like or a, shoe. He's he had said like some anti-trans stuff. He's like a, a non-feminist turf somehow, and then also <laughs> like the a Putin is good actually guy. Yeah, which is an opinion you rarely hear. Yeah, takes some flexibility. Mm-hmm. Depends on what podcast you listen to, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get that opinion on Red Scare. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Uh, Mister Rogers. <laughs> oh shit! I know that's a hot, that's a controversial take. I don't know. He became like everybody's. Like idea of, of their favorite guy, and just all, he became an example of all the best of us. And I tried to watch that documentary, and like I don't know, I just can't take his. I thought he was creepy when I was a little kid. I still think he's creepy. I don't know. <laughs> he might be great. I just, he just gives me the creeps. He always has. Some wow. people are fancy on the inside. Is that what <laughs> That's what he said one time, which oh, is also right. indistinguishable from what a serial killer would say once. Yeah, he sounds like a cult leader. Like he just yeah. reminds me of Marshall Applewhite when he talks, and I have yeah. a hard time. Like, but he doesn't have the it. cult eyes, right? You know what I mean? He Marshall has Applewhite had the eyes. His These eyes are eyes. giving you like a very fatherly hug. Yeah, he, Marshall Marshall <laughs> yeah. Applewhite's eyes was were like, like all hands on deck. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> his eyeballs were trying to escape from his head at all times. But he does that thing where he talks really slow, like the Rajneesh guy from. Uh, uh, wild wild, wild country. country. Yeah. They, I right. think there's a cult leader thing where they talk really slow, and so you think they're <laughs> right. profound somehow because you're like right. having to think about every individual word that they say. But in that guy's case, it was just he was really high on heroin. <laughs> yeah. um, when you see uh, Mr. Rogers, so you just get the creeps. Yeah, like listening to him talk. Uh, yeah, it just it, it hits that part of my brain that cult leaders hit, and I know he's not that. I mean, he might not be a creep. But he acts on my brain uh, in the same way that right. cult leaders. When do. you said he's overrated, I was like, "Oh shit, he's about to drop some fucking story right now that we yeah. didn't right. know." 
Because yeah. that's like the one thing I think every person dreads to hear is like, is <laughs> is Mr. Rogers ever going to be canceled? Yeah. Are they going to cancel him? Don't do it. I mean, the guy that the new movie's about is trying to cancel him, and he, he just can't. He's uncancelable. It's the uncancelable Mr. Rogers was the title <laughs> that they tried to go with. Um wasn't testing very well. Yeah. That's one of the X-Men. He's just, that's his power. Right. Yeah. He's uncancelable. <laughs> that would be He's awesome. just like super problematic. We never right. gets in trouble for but it. But he just, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I wonder how much of him never being problematic is just that he was not like enormously powerful in his time. Like if he was having the moment that he currently is having when he was still alive, where he was just this like international icon of like mm-hmm. folksy American Gandhi, like if he would have maintained his sanity, but he was still just a a public radio, public media, normal dude while he was still alive. While he was yeah, doing this thing. and I think it just shows uh, we almost have an inability to believe that some person could be actually just be that kind. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I don't know, man. No. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's what and everybody I don't want says. That's what right. everybody says. That's why he's overrated. It's like, oh, I think it's I think he only seems creepy because no one else is that nice. It's right. Like, maybe. Or maybe he just talks really slow. Right. And yeah, I don't know. He's got, yeah. and he's everyone's, got all the calm the hallmarks of Yeah, company. and everyone's projecting like a grandpa they never had onto him. <laughs> right. Like, hey, no, no, I need that. I need that. Yeah, it, both him and Weird Al were people who, in my early 20s, I was like, when I was like kind of going through my cynical stage, I was like, those guys suck and stuff. And then, like, I, <laughs> those guys I came back around on them. Fucking like, when edge I was, Lord. yeah, I was just riding my skateboard around with a backwards cap on, <laughs> yeah. being like, double barrel, middle fingers. Those guys suck. But with like the whirly top. Right. On the top <laughs> of your hat. Exactly. It was, I was Bart Simpson. For the record, I love Weird Al. So, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. What is something you think is underrated? Uh, underrated, I would say Gloria, who is the cashier at my local uh, El Pollo Loco. Mm. Um, she does a wonderful job. Like she makes me have a great day every time I go in there. And I know that part of it is like she's just the face of the delicious chicken that I get, and mm-hmm. like the people in the back who like season the chicken, they're probably doing all the hard work. But you know, she just greets me with a smile every day. She really is like the best uh, cashier of any place. That I've ever had. Right. And, That's awesome. Uh, I feel like we have a very, impo- it's an important relationship in my right. life. And doesn't make you feel bad for eating a ta- or El Pollo Loco every day. No. And yeah. not only that, she does the thing where she, you know, they're reading like off a script where they have to like try and upsell you things. Mm-hmm. But she does it with such a smile and such like a pleasant attitude that I don't begrudge her like trying to get me to sign up for the El Pollo Loco app and, <laughs> or, or try some, you know, chips and guacamole for $2 extra. And but do you, do you ever, do you ever fall victim to that? Absolutely not. No. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Just Have as you, kindly back, you're like, mm, yeah. I oh, think no, not Gloria. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to put this on your El Pollo Loco American Express? Or <laughs> Wait, you have one of those, don't you? Don't you? You don't have? I mean, I should. You That's have funny. An open if I was getting points for that, it would be one of like the most uh, positive effective ways I could use those. I'm really surprised, Vince. And I can call you Vince, right? Because (laughs) I know how frequently you come in here. And if you just sign up, right, you actually get 10,000 free pollo bucks just for signing up. (laughs) And that translates to, well, the way you eat, probably about a month's worth of free food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, Oh, man. I forgot this part of the the thing. Um, Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Yeah, not always true. Not always true. Sometimes the contractor just blows it. In fact, in my apartment, they got they put the cold and the hot 
on the wrong side in the yeah. shower, and I think they did it like just to screw with me. And it's righty Lucy. Yeah. Oh my. Well, also, oh. it's not that. Ow. It's like a world gone mad. We need a we need a rhyme that is like clockwise versus counterclockwise because it's mm. not it's not really obvious. Like it, I always have to like think about it and be like, well, they mean the top is going in that direction, not because that that's why we have clockwise versus counterclockwise is because uh, we don't we haven't decided like one means right and the other means left. So mm-hmm. like, come up with a come up what? with a better. The one. top Isn't goes the right and thing? the bottom goes left. If it's, it's threaded the right way, it's always going to turn that way, no? You no, have but to I'm just saying the, threading for that to the bottom work. part is going left, though. On a circular thing, it's sure. circle. I mean, it's circle, Miles. Right. I I just don't okay. think you can. I don't think you can say a perfect circle that is turning in place is going to the right or left. It's going clockwise or counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So fuck off, man. Wait, all right? How how could it? But if you fixed a point on the outside of a circle, you would very much be able to tell if it's going. You're just saying in relation to, because we don't have a vertical line that actually differentiates between right and left right oh okay well i guess i never thought so deeply about it i just twist the fucking thing yeah but i like how it's sort of philosophical like how could we know though is right. there like a calculus term for this that we're just too dumb to know probably almost definitely there is yeah a uh, math answer. math gang let us know uh, how dumb we sound right now right Shit's I think not... I might be the only one who sounds dumb here. I think everyone's like, what are you talking about? Vince is gobsmacked at the moment. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I started around like uh... discussion. I blame myself. <laughs> Wait, but then that I'm guessing for this thing to hold true, that if it's lefty tidy, that would mean it's completely inverted. Like even the way the, the shit's threaded, yeah, it's just no? installed backwards or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not I don't a know. Look, what, what are we, scientists? <laughs> you know? No. No, we're not. No, we're not. Out. Hey, just got word in. We're not sci- confirmed from the booth. <laughs> I can confirm. Okay, we are not fucking scientists. Uh, speaking of scientists, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about this laugh track research. This oh, hot yeah. new laugh track research, hot off the scientific presses. Uh, the scientific community is a buzzing yeah. about it. I find this hard to believe, Miles. Why don't you tell it? Tell I'm, the people you find, what you're talking about. Well, okay. Uh, researchers in London uh, have found that laugh tracks can help enhance the funniness of a joke when testing people, even the worst kind of fucking dad joke. Now, How old were these people? I think they were like a, a pretty broad spectrum of ages. So it huh. wasn't like a bunch of like, you know, actual dads or like these jokes are killing. Um, but let me just give you an example. They had like jokes that were from like TV or whatever. And then they even have these other ones that were like this. Why couldn't the toilet paper cross the road? Why? Because it got stuck in a crack. Why can't you give Elsa a Why can't you give Elsa a balloon? Elsa from Frozen. Uh huh. Because she will let it go. Uh huh. Mm. Uh, why was the tomato all red? Mm. Because it saw the salad dressing. What's What's round <laughs> and sounds like a trumpet? That was funny. A crumpet. What, what do you call what? an apple that farts? What's round and sounds like a trumpet? A, a crumpet. Why is that? Because a crumpet is round. And the word sounds like trumpet. I didn't even know a crumpet was. Oh yes, you simply must go to London. What do you call a fish with no eyes? Uh huh. What? Hell, fuck (laughs) yeah, dude, dude. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I would have found that way funnier. The laugh track. (laughs) Well, so anyway, what they did is they so they had a they had a really you missed the you missed you were gonna skip the best one. 
Okay, what do you call an apple that farts? A fruity tootie. Wow. That's fucking that's lame. the worst. That might be the <laughs> worst joke, joke I've ever heard. Yeah, because no Fuck apple a laugh track. fart. Yeah, I mean, why, why would I need to call it something? What do you it? call an apple that farts? Call the fucking FBI <laughs> and the fucking NSA. I right. think this apple just farted, and <laughs> it's fucking it, having a joke. I think you call it psychosis. Yeah. yeah. So they had a, a comedian record these jokes, and they they basically used two kinds of laughter, like with the punchlines, like legit staged canned laughter, and then real spontaneous laughter that they recorded. And, like, they rated just one version of the joke. So, like, one person would only maybe hear the canned laughter version or the spontaneous version. But they both thought things were funny, uh, like, with any kind of laughter. But the spontaneous one even, like, took it further, slightly. Was the comedian James Corden? I imagine it was James Corden that did the recording. I don't know. Because he's everywhere yeah. now. now he's like, <laughs> well, they don't <laughs> like, they don't like <laughs> him I'm in James Corden, and I'm going to do some jokes for you. Yeah. <laughs> A fruity tooty. Well, well, itchy, well, itchy, well, itchy. What a, what a larf. But yeah, I mean, I think this makes it's, it's like anything. Like you just, if, if you're in around a, like what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's almost like peer pressure, right? Right. Because like you're in an audience, like, well, oh shit, that's okay. I'm taking that cue. Ha 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 ha. Yes. A right. fruity tooty, indeed. I wonder um, how else you can apply this to other things. I was just gonna say like. I think this 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 is very intuitive to me because uh, if you ever try to like practice a stand up set before your set, it sounds like the least funny thing in the world because right. there's no one there to laugh at it and the timing's right. all messed up. <laughs> and then in front of an audience, you're like, oh, okay, <sighs> oh thank God. God, like yeah, it gets it gets funnier because the energy is changed and it doesn't seem as uh, sad. I wonder, are there ever any stand ups who have like who bring plants in the audience? To be like, all right, and then that'll serve as their canned laughter. Yeah, to like the, n- the rest North of the Korean thing where they like pipe in uh, extra applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I or, mean, it's got to happen. If or, you're a really smart comedian, you would just be like, fuck that. I'm using science. I'll, I'll hire seven people to sit throughout the audience, laugh their asses off, and people think I killed. Or you have just like a button on your elbow that you could yeah. press it really discreetly. The way you were doing that was not discreet. Yeah, like an armpit. <laughs> oh. yeah, I don't know why I made it like an armpit. That's part. the punchline? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> okay, Vince Mancini, everyone. Give it up. There's that Chelsea Peretti special, one of the greats, where she has plants in the audience. Oh, but yeah. it's like part of the bit. It's pretty good. But isn't there like a clown at one yeah. point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the uh, I think it was the Brooklyn Nets actually had like piped in uh, crowd sounds. From, really? Yeah. Because like in that first couple seasons when people were like, do I like this? <laughs> <laughs> no, like recently they just like oh. over the PA. Yeah. Oh. No, no, not over the PA. It wasn't like, oh, it was they, they did a good job of it. it of was, hiding it. Right. Wait, how do you how, how would you do that? Just over the loudspeakers, right? Yeah. I I imagine. Think, uh, yeah, probably over the loudspeakers. That's what I meant. But, Wait, what did I say? No, you did say you said over the speakers, but I guess I was. Picturing like somebody over the AV system, just hearing like, oh, oh, right? oh, oh, like, oh, oh. Uh, but I think they did a good job of like using the sound system to make people pretend that others were actually enthusiastic about the team. Yeah. Well, look, they'll they won't have trouble in about a year. It was the New Jersey Nets, and it was 1997. Oh. Just the other day, uh, Kendall was Gill was still playing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I mean, this also makes sense that I feel like I feel like I. It's surprising to me that canned laughter would improve people's 
ability to find. Yeah. Maybe if it's like a corny joke, you would be like, "That's nah. that adds something to it." Well, but- I, I find myself even when I go to comedy shows and just being in an audience, it helps you feel a little like at home by myself. I will look deadpan into mm-hmm. a screen and be like. Yeah, that was okay. Mm-hmm. And right. you would never know that I enjoyed it. Like laughing's part of the social contract. Yeah, in that exactly. Situation. And I think that's really what it's working on is like sort of recreating that environment. It's like, yeah, we're here to laugh. Others are laughing. It's a good time. I want them to test this where they repl- replace the canned laughter with reggae horns. Like where, right? yeah. Like does that make, I think that would make things at least 50% funnier. Yeah. Depends on, yeah. Or like really heavy shit. Like a really heavy speech with dance hall air horns, I think would be <laughs> help lighten the mood. Right. I think that in itself is actually even more powerful because you've taken something so dark and right. given it a little bit of uh, like a eulogy, and then you just like yeah. Like, if the guy giving the eulogy is also just hitting, <laughs> hitting the sound cues, <laughs> or like that one speech where Saddam Hussein had like the other people in government and like during, and he was like reading off. Which ones were like guilty of crimes and they were like getting let out to be executed oh, like during the speech and he was just like and so and so beep 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 and then <laughs> right yeah. people were like <laughs> oh god am I next that's oh, drop the bomb here guys mm-hmm. um yeah that's kind of our equivalent is the the bomb drop is ah yeah, yes yes yeah. uh well all right on that note uh, we're gonna go to a quick break we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, we are now. What what is it today? Is is Mueller's talking right, right as you now. hear this? He's probably dropping, depending spilling on all when, kinds of fucking tea. Right, depending Not, on when you listen to it. Yeah, uh, depending on when you listen to it. But yeah, I mean, as of uh, Wednesday morning, he's in front of the House and uh, House Intelligence, Intel and Judiciary Committees mm-hmm. about uh, his report. Yes. Um, but prior to this, on Monday, uh, there was a leaked letter that Mueller got from the DOJ that shows you just how relaxed the Department of Justice is about all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, bi- I mean, let's just read some excerpts of this and you tell me how chill this is. Uh, first of all, any testimony must remain within the boundaries of your public report because matters within the scope of your investigation were covered by executive privilege, including information protected by law enforcement, deliberative process, attorney work product, and presidential communications privileges. Yeah, it's all very conversational. Yeah, very much. I think that just reads just like, you shut the fuck up, okay? Right. And also the very top was sort of like, uh, you know, like you don't have to testify if you don't want to. And like, obviously we wouldn't, if, you know, we wouldn't have prosecutors testify. Please don't testify. You know, you don't have to testify. Do you really want to? I mean, really, do you want to? Do you really want to go through all this? Like, it was very clear that they just want to, I mean, you know, put tape over his mouth, essentially. Right. Um, They go on basically just saying, like, please also don't elaborate on shit either. Uh, Quote, these privileges would include discussions about a discussion about investigative steps or decisions made during your investigation, not otherwise described in the public version of your report. Okay, so don't let don't like tell them, like, how you came to these conclusions in your mind about Mm -hmm. stuff. Clearly, he's not going to give up investigative processes and things like that. He used to run the FBI and he's a career DOJ person. So, like, I don't think that. I think that doesn't really need to be something they need to worry about. Yeah. It's this next part that is very funny. 
It is the, it is the department's longstanding policy not to discuss the conduct of uncharged third parties. Established department policy also precludes any comment on the facts developed and legal conclusions by the special counsel's office with respect to uncharged individuals other than information contained within the portions of your report that have already been made public. Uh-huh. So uncharged. Who is that referring to? Oh, let's see. Hmm. So, uh, what? Wait, who is that? What are they allowing him to like? What is he allowed to say if he's not allowed to discuss the conduct of Trump? Oh, that's who he's talking about. Right. Yeah. Okay. Probably the president. Yeah, that's probably him. Uncharged yeah. third parties. They really wanted to lean into that. I mean, he doesn't have to do shit because he doesn't work for the DOJ anymore. Right. So, this is all just like Jerry Nadler was like, okay, he doesn't have to listen to a fucking thing that you just said. But, you know, Mueller, even prior to this letter, had himself said, I'm only interested in speaking about what the report actually says, which I think could have some kind of effect because no one's heard him say, like, the real shit out loud. Right. Um, and, like, uh, Neil Kati in the New York Times was basically saying, like, they just need him to commit to three questions on wax. First, did your report find there was no collusion? Mm. Second, did your report find there was no obstruction? Third, did your report give the president complete and total exoneration? Yeah, and then, that's about it. That that should cover it. This feels like there's a kid in the school who's just like going around like melvining people and like knocking people in the mud. But then like the only way to punish them is like the nerds in class have to read through the school handbook and find like the specific, <laughs> right. uh, the specific like the specific clauses that he violated violated and like read them all to the letter of the law. And it's like no, no, like. We all saw it. Right. We don't really need this. Well, I guess that's the thing is now for those who don't believe what they see or don't read anything that has facts in it, like hopefully you can get these little clips of him, of Robert Mueller, just like two seconds being like, uh, my conclude reported that uh, there there was obstruction or there uh, this does not exonerate the president. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like we're trying to catch him on like the most procedural, like hard to prove stuff when he's like openly flaunting so many other parts of the constitution like, sure yeah. i mean like the idea like if you ask oh did he collude and it's like oh man we got to go through a thousand pages of documents and try to figure out how that all works as opposed to is he like openly profiting off of the presidency like every day and everybody's like oh yeah, yeah. obviously well i think it's funny because for some reason even though all that news is out everyone's still like right right okay but what about what about Mueller? Right. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, I think because that's like the sexier shit yeah. versus like him just being totally corrupt and being like, yeah, yeah, Trump Tower open for business to whatever. Yeah, uh, this one involves like a, a 10 hour like true crime documentary where the other stuff is like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, yeah, right, right. The Those are crimes. Those are crimes. What about like that that shit that I was tuning in for for like 18 months? Right. Yeah. I want to know about that. How does that how does that show end? Yeah. Uh, now that we are kind of recording something that's going to be released after we can be definitively proven wrong. Uh, do, do you feel like there's going to be any sort of payoff here? I feel like no. I feel like it's going to be a disappointment, like aggressively so. Uh, yeah, I, I've just kind of kept ourselves from getting too excited about anything going on with Mueller yeah. and the effect that'll have. So the most I can be excited for is that maybe there's a good clip that can go around on Facebook for elderly people to see. Mueller destroys 
Trump right. savage fucking moments yeah. from the Mueller <laughs> testimony. Moms. Sav Mueller moms. I mean, the, when it came out, wasn't the whole thing he said, like, it doesn't matter what I say, like, the whole, it's Congress's job to provide the oversight yeah. and, like, it's Congress's job to, uh, you know, he says provide like, oversight with, the, like, provide checks and balances and if they don't have the will to do that, then, like, nothing happens. Right. Uh, the thing I'm worried about is, like, a lot of Congress people are like, should, we, should he be impeached or whatever? And even in his report, he doesn't really use that word. He's like, external processes outside of the traditional criminal justice system is, like, mm-hmm. his euphemism for it. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot of Democrats, like, beg, being so thirsty for him to say, like, the shit they need him to. Um, yeah. And maybe it'll go well, maybe it won't. But I, at the very end, I think it's just hopefully you can get some kind of soundbite with him, his face, his mouth moving that isn't, oh, Trump, no obstruction, no collusion, V chill, V chill. Right. Go about your day. Yeah. We'll That's see. it. And then and then even then it'll be like whatever because we're still like, you know, apprehending people and being like, show us your papers or you'll mm-hmm. go to prison forever. So yeah. there's a lot to catch up with. There's a lot to keep up with. I feel like it'll be too frustrating to watch in real time because it'll be a lot of them trying pushing for him to say something and him being very like pedantic about right and like and who and would an say. uncharged third party be right um and he'll just use like someone who is not charged right, right. and in this context uh, that would be somebody in yeah. the government look i'm not gonna say it right fuck okay uh, i'm was... sorry it was look i'm not gonna say it that's his voice a little bit higher no, it's wasn't. Weren't we? Wasn't his voice we're, super we're, old? Yeah, it was very, very old. Cool. And like and like this. At so. least we'll get our. We'll dial in our Mueller impersonation. Right. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Joseph Biden. Yeah. Speaking of the elderly, uh, yeah, it seems like he has responded to just getting uh, mopped, getting the floor mopped with him in the first debate by uh, kind of adjusting some of his policy positions. Yep. So that he's not as open to uh, criticism about being extremely conservative. Yeah, because this next debate sees him on stage with a lot of uh, people of color that are running for, like, are also going for the nomination. And based on how that went down, just with Kamala coming at him with the busing stuff and other positions he's taken, everyone's like, "Um, I have a feeling they're going to talk a lot about the crime bill now. Uh, that Biden was like, oh, the Biden bill, I think, which he even called it back in 94. So to, you know, keep himself protected, he's got a new plan, which, you know, I guess a somewhat decent criminal justice reform plan, uh, which includes end to mandatory minimum sentences. Okay. The use of private prisons. Okay. And all incarceration for drug use alone. So they would send people to like drug court and try like rehabilitation before incarceration and cash bail moratorium on placing juveniles in adult prisons. Yeah. Oh, a moratorium. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to study this further. Right. But I think they're what they're really trying to do is like, yeah, maybe we'll and we'll do studies to see if like incarceration is the best thing. Because before yeah. I was just like, yeah, lock them all up. They're all super predators. I think uh, Biden Joe Biden now. would be in favor of lots of studies. I think I don't think he has actually any uh, principles or beliefs. I think all of his policy positions are just like someone tuning a radio dial just to find that like perfect sweet spot of like public opinion that can keep him, you know, in a job. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. think there's any um, driving principles behind what he's doing. No, I think the driving principles are avoiding a smoke show on stage where they press him for everything. Yeah. And, uh, basically what he'll do now, he's like, Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I know that was bad, but now look at what I just did. So obviously that negates everything I used to believe. So find a new angle. 
Karmala? <laughs> uh, I feel like every, yeah, basically. So let's just talk about who's on what night. So the first night, July 30th, uh, has Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, those are kind of the the main ones in that top tier. That um, well, hold on. Don't just erase Marianne Williamson. Marianne Williamson, right. Comic wow. Relief will be there. Uh, Beto will be there on that night. Uh, and then night two, July 31st, uh, you've got Biden, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Julian Castro, uh, which, you know, Kamala and Castro were like the two that kind of came after people yeah. a little bit. De Blasio also, but he oh, was God. kind of less effective. Uh, De Blasio, also... I think, has even had a take on the Biden thing. Yeah. It was like, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't think those rules are good. I don't think those laws are good at all. Vote yeah. for me? Can I get a percentage? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, this is all very much what Joe Biden does or pol- career politicians do. They know when a position they've taken is causing a little too much static adjust a little bit and do it in time so then you can just be like point to that quote unquote plan you have as a deflector shield that was i mean that's his entire career like the crime bill was just him like tuning in like public opinion at that time right he's like oh it seems like people want tougher on crime so that's what i'm gonna be yeah yeah and then he was like well you know actually back then like people were saying it wasn't tough enough so was i that tough because (laughs) but those people were like right wing People from Alabama. Well, yeah, and I think also when you look at how much Joe Biden really needs the black vote, I think getting fucking worked uh, in that last debate has shown him like, okay, the my shitty uh, positions in the past are going to kind of run antithetical to the interests of black voters that I need. So let me do this to show a little bit of change of heart. And not to mention that this plan uh, announcement I mean, it coincides perfectly with his, hey, black voters, it's me, Obama's grandpa tour that he's going on. <laughs> right. Because he's going to fucking two events this week uh, on racial justice. One is uh, with the NAACP in Detroit. Super then, sincere, I'm sure. Yeah. And then the Conference of Nas- uh, the conference of the National Urban League in Indianapolis on Thursday. So if, Bo- if de Blasio gets a spot in the debate, why doesn't Howard Schultz get on the, on the debate? Like they're both equally like 0% popularity level, right? Yeah, I think Schultz has like suspended his campaign. Mm, right? yeah. Once he just saw that like Biden was running, he's like, "All right, cool." Wasn't he a independent also, or he was running as an independent, or was he running as a Democrat? He was no, he's going to run as a Democrat. I oh, think. Okay. I think he was waiting to see if Biden was going to jump in. Got it. Okay. He's okay. like, "Oh, Biden's in. All right. Damn, I was going to be that guy with lukewarm takes on everything." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the mega bomber. We we know a little bit more about where he was coming from. <laughs> yeah, uh, beyond what was uh, glued to the outside of his van. Well, it was uh, mostly. I think we could have told just based on what was on the outside of his van. He loved youth American youth soccer mm-hmm. and Trump and yeah. hated Obama. So yeah, and, no, li- and lifting. Yeah, loved lifting. Yeah, I feel like every hardcore. Trump guy is uh, super into physical fitness for some reason. Like they're they're all like aspiring uh, supplement salesmen. Sure, right? I don't know how that came to be. <laughs> well, because he's the embodiment of physical fitness. Yeah, exactly. Right. The picture it's, of health. <laughs> well, so the we're getting more details, right? I think the biggest thing is his his attorneys like submitted like a thirty nine page sentencing memorandum because they're trying to get his you know uh, his prison sentence like knocked down to around ten years because he was about to go on this bombing spree. And they're sort of saying like, look, this guy was struggling with mental illness. 
Also, Trump and like Fox News fucked his brain up. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's is part of their defense. Uh, look, this guy sucks at building bombs. You guys, <laughs> he's really not very good at it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Look, he was he was going through a lot. So some of the things they point to was that he was a steroid-addled pariah relying on self-help audiobooks and strip mall fortune tellers to a political radical. Strip mall fortune tellers. Mm. Yeah, who saw it as a has his mission to protect Trump and the country by attacking prominent liberals. Um, in a section titled Mr. Sayok's Political Radicalization, they showed how, as he was suffering from mental illness, working as a part-time pizza delivery man and part-time strip club DJ, found, this is not even joking, found solace in self-help books on tape, specifically ones that uh, were from Mr. Trump, sort of showed him everything he wanted to be, like a self-made, successful, quote, playboy. Mm. It's just sad that he couldn't even afford the boutique malls, the fortune tellers. You know, he had to right. go to a strip mall to get his fortune told. Yeah. Is oh, there a boutique so fortune? T- I feel like you have to be in a strip mall or like an old house, just mm-hmm. like somehow like when a certain commercial area was a residence, residential yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. But that one house remains and it has a neon psychic sign. <laughs> or is that just LA? No, I, I think that exists elsewhere. Psychics, I feel like only, psychics only work out of their house. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be like an old Victorian mansion. Right, it's the only thing on the block with a gotten, neon sign. Gotten gentrified. Right. <laughs> right. The, thank you, thank you, psychics, <laughs> for not making this neighborhood totally fucked up. Um, so then, what they said uh, was basically with that sort of swirling around him, then he lost his home in 2008. He started spiraling even more, and he had very little political knowledge and wasn't able to make sense of real news and conspiracy theories. And that's when he got involved with the Trump campaign as a volunteer handing out flyers, covering his van and stickers, and joined, quote, hundreds of right-wing Facebook groups, which promoted, quote, the idea that Trump's critics were dangerous, unpatriotic, and evil, as well as, quote, provocative language to depict Democrats as murderous, terroristic, and violent. Fox News furthered these arguments, the memo adds. So, you know, they're really, this is a thing I feel like we're going to start seeing more as more people are... I guess, become intoxicated with the violent rhetoric that comes out of Trump and Fox News. Um, But it's interesting to, like, really just point that, like, they're like, look, quote, the combination of his cognitive deficiencies, steroid-induced delusional thinking, political naivete, and his isolation resulted in Mr. Sayak being unable to critically evaluate these claims. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like Trump is like a grifter charlatan, and so— like for people that like him, it doesn't really matter that he's a he's like an aspirational grifter charlatan. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, what he says is not true. It's more just like, ooh, I could be that guy that goes right. on TV and is you know, that you you can be that sort of demo he's like uh, he's like an every man's demagogue kind he's of thing. He's like what influencers are to like Gen Z kids. Like what's that right. done to Gen Z's perception of what work is exactly. where it's like, I want to be an influencer. Like that would right. be so tight if I was an influencer. And if you're like a boomer white man, like dealing with your waning power and privilege, you then look at Trump and like, that's my, inf- I want to be a Trump type dude. It right. just gets to be fucking toxic and people cheer and that's mm-hmm. life. His version of what's red is totally defined by the eighties. Mm. Right. Yeah, God, that video of him partying with uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, where he's like dancing and like doing the like lower lip bite thing, Dude. is just the most amazing. Uh, I mean, is it, does Epstein is he like Trump where he doesn't drink? Like that's the crazy thing to think about is seeing Trump at all these like you know wild parties and then thinking about the fact that he's uh, a teetotaler also. Right. Right. 
Yeah. Could you? Yeah. Um, like amongst all that fucking depravity, <laughs> just like and on not stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're just sober? Yeah. Oh just, my God. Just crush up pet pills and I snort them in the bathroom. Right. Everybody else there is like, I couldn't be here without like a <laughs> yeah. kilo of cocaine, but right. that guy's just over in the corner. The thing, yeah, just with this going on, they say, attorneys really underline saying that he heard it from the president of the United States, a man with whom he felt and had a deep personal connection. He read it on almost every website he visited. He saw it on Fox News, which he watched at the start and end of his day. Yeah. And, it re- and it was reinforced to him on social media. Like this environment, this isn't going to be a one-off, especially when you have more shit coming out all the time of people being like Ilhan Omar's Al Qaeda mm-hmm. and all this other fucking nonsense. It's right. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it, mentally ill people are you know affected by what our culture is giving them. You know, yeah. especially sensitive to it. I mean, there was like around the time that the Truman Show came out, a lot of uh, a new mental illness uh, started happening where people would like be committed thinking that they were on a show like the Truman show. And so it's like the same, like reality TV and that sort of thing all manifested itself in like a similar sort of alternate reality. Like you're going to be, you're going to see those things refracted back to you in kind of fucked up ways. And this makes sense. Like he is a perfect embodiment of just all the toxic shit that is swirling around on Facebook, on Fox News. Right, and you find someone who has sort of that mix of like has an axe to grind, is susceptible to this kind of messaging, and is struggling with mental illness, and yeah, you get a van covered in stickers sending bombs. Yeah, It's funny, the Truman Show thing, as a kid, before even before the Truman Show, I had the idea for the Truman Show, because I actually believed I was the star of my own movie right. when I was like six or something, Yeah, which is a childish thing mm-hmm. to think, because you're like, oh yeah, and I'm the main character of my experience, because I don't know how to make sense of anything that's happening to me. Right. Um, and then I think it was around like 13, when I didn't get armpit hair yet. I was like, this is this show's fucked up. <laughs> no way. They wouldn't what make a, a show about me. Like Miles never wants to take asshole. free throws wearing a tank top. Yeah. I think that's what we have instead of like religion in some ways is like the past like decades or past centuries had like the idea that God was like always watching them. And like as kids we had the idea that like there was like some invisible reality show constantly watching us. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't even think of my shit as a reality show. Right. Because my delusions predated reality TV. <laughs> yeah. That's it was true. really you were gonna be the first. A narrative weird miles show. Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I'll win all my hockey games because I'm the main <laughs> character. Did it have a right. laugh track though? No. It was a very serious drama. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Please, please respect my story, Vince. There's uh, no sitcom. And uh, also, we just wanted to talk about Wilbur Ross oh my real quick. God, uh, <laughs> so uh, he he self reports that he's working twelve hour days. Uh, <laughs> he's fucking eighty one. Have you seen him? Eighty one working twelve hour days. Uh, but if you ask the actual employees at the Commerce Department, they say that he's seen as kind of irrelevant. The morale is very low in the Commerce Department, uh, and there's not a lot of confidence in him. Uh, He's not respected in the building. And one source told a reporter that not only has Wilbur Ross fallen asleep at every meeting he's been in, but that he drools and uses his tie to clean it up. (laughs) Yep. 
Mm -hmm. So, and it's become very apparent that Wilbur Ross cannot stay awake. Like there are plenty of photos or like clips of him, like, you know, like when you watch people tightrope walk that mm -hmm. sleep line mm -hmm. and like, and you're like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, there's so many clips of him doing that. And if you're not familiar about Wilbur Ross, he's that old, like literally the most goblin-y dude in the cabinet. Yeah. I use the term goblin a lot. Rudy Giuliani's a gin goblin. There's Legal Smeagol, Jeff Sessions. But Wilbur Ross, the is, most goblin, he is peak a, goblin. Yes, he is an old, dried up baby. And <laughs> he, the thing that they're saying, apparently, in the commerce department, because he sleeps so much, they've had to like alter the whole fucking schedule of meetings. Quote, because he tends to fall asleep in meetings, they try not to put him in a position where that could happen. So they're very careful and conscious about how they schedule certain meetings. There's a small window where he's able to focus and pay attention and not fall asleep. I mean, it's like the perfect poetic justice for one of these guys that brags about how many hours a day they work. Like, right. Oh, I work right. 14 hours a day. Like, Why don't you just take a nap, stupid? You're not yeah. getting anything done. Right. Yeah, you're yeah, sleeping yeah. for 10 of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you work a two-hour day. And yeah, I mean, I think when... With the anecdote about the sleeping thing, there was like around that time, people were already saying Trump wasn't a big fan of him because like he liked his business acumen or his ability to be a predatory investor. Right. But like when it came to like how he was outwardly, he's like, I don't know, he's, he's kind of weird. Well, yeah. I, I mean, Trump is a complete narcissist who is totally informed, like his opinions of other people are informed by the media and by, you know, he's not going to. He's not going to respect somebody who, like Fox News or even like the mainstream media, doesn't respect. Yeah, he's just he's totally influenced. By also, that they have like a different persona. You know, Trump is like snorting Adderall, and then right. this guy's falling asleep. Of yeah, course, they can't Winkle. hang out. Right. right. He's like, oh, I don't know. Just wake me up, <laughs> sir. You're on a TV interview. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, buy less soda cans. You're a pop. You're drinking too. Much pop. The thing, though, that uh, everyone's saying now is he might be next on the chopping block. Yeah. Because after that census citizenship question, fuck up fiasco. Right. They're like, uh, the murmurs, the grumblings and mumblings around 1600, or that maybe uh, he'll get the axe, but he'll be the next to go. Yeah. It's been uh, nice playing with you, Wilbur. Yeah. He seems, how long has he been there? Has he been there from the start? Uh, for a while. I, yeah. Who knows? It's, it's a revolving door, man. Yeah. I I don't like the trend of uh the original people who Trump put into office because he didn't have a transition team mm -hmm. and was just like flying by the seat of his pants being <laughs> replaced now by like more efficient people like with William Barr replacing sessions right. and like then he becomes more dangerous. So Yeah. I'm the happy. ineptness is the only thing that's saving us at right. this point. Yeah, exactly. So I'm happy with Wilbur Ross uh, napping his way through uh, the next six years. What was the probably. guy who had the who had the patent for like the toilet for guys with big penises? Oh, what, dick toilet. Yeah. What was that guy? I feel like every Trump reply guy is just you know like a hairs away from having an official government. Well, right. Uh, Matt Whitaker. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. his whole thing was he like wrote about how uh, like he wrote like an op-ed about how you can't charge the sitting president with crimes or something. And then he like got a job immediately. Right. Just like William Barr did too. <laughs> yeah. So that's how you become AG. Write a thing about how Jeff Sessions totally fucked that up. Like how close are we, or how close are we having to, to having a uh, Jacob wall in like a cabinet position of some kind? I've, I'm very close probably. Yeah. 
At least joining the vape room that is the, yeah, uh, the intern room, the White House press office. What juice you got, man? Uh, I only I only smoke Tiger's blood, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and. Briefly going off of the thing about how toxic Facebook is, uh, it's worth mentioning that a police officer in Louisiana was fired for saying Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez deserved a round uh, and not the kind she used to serve, uh, is how he put it. Uh, So he said she should be shot Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, somebody liked it. And this is a person who carries a a gun legally uh, and gets to shoot people legally uh, and he was immediately fired so that's good. yeah the cop who posted it and the cop who liked it yes seems like a good thing yeah yeah so, well again yeah and it just the mentality where it's like wh- wh- what she deserves to be shot for what right it's just a cool thing to say to impress your right wing buddies yeah right because it's funny because everyone's talking point is like they're just trying to make this place a socialist third world country I'm like mm-hmm. what? What does that even mean? like? But I'm always here like, no. But what do you mean by that? And don't just use Venezuela as your fucking weird straw man that you point to, right? But anyway, well, more and more, uh, we're going to be seeing a trend in our movies uh, where they're kind of catering to China. I mean, this is something that's been pointed out in blockbusters recently. I think Transformers Four was like a big example of it but somebody noticed in the top gun maverick uh, top gun 2 trailer that his bomber jacket was identical to the one from the uh, 80s movie except two of the flags had been changed to remove the japanese and taiwanese flags (laughs) uh so what yeah and the movie is produced in a partnership between China's Tencent Pictures and Paramount Pictures. Uh, so, mm-hmm. well, I mean, like what? Five, six years back, there was the Red Dawn remake, and in the script, it was that China uh, invades the U.S. And then, like in post production, they had to change it to North Korea because they didn't want to offend right. China. In post, yes. 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 So, what did they have to do? Like change the uniforms and yeah, shit? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god. It's just funny, man, how much fucking money is just the answer to all this shit. It's not even like, yeah, we we agree with their take. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, man. We need <laughs> yeah. this money, so I guess we'll just like don't offend these people and just allow them to have their like revisionist version of history. Yeah. I mean, I get the beef with Japan, but but I mean, the, you know, Avengers Endgame and the latest Spider-Man movie are, you know, breaking all sorts of box office records because of China. Like they, China is just there. The market is growing and growing. And, uh, you know, as America's market stays the same or shrinks a little bit, uh, because of all the other entertainment options that Americans have. Um, I do enjoy that they don't get Star Wars at all. Right. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Like they've had this whole campaign to try and, like, uh, you know, educate the Chinese audience on Star Wars, but they're just like, ah, yeah, we don't get it. (laughs) We think this sucks. Not for us. Why don't they just shoot guns? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do they have? Um, it's with that glow stick that guy's waving around. Right. Uh, forget it. You have a shot of a guy shooting a Gatling gun at a fucking planet. <laughs> then I don't care. Yeah, and I think Lion King, same deal, is uh, doing really well over there. 
Um, Maybe they just really like photorealistic lions. Yeah. I mean, as they should. Right? So I, was, I feel like I'm the only one who says this, but like I thought it was really weird. They have these photorealistic lions, but then they, they took like the lion's balls and penises out. And not like, you know, there was, but like when a lion sits down and you're looking at it from the front, you expect its dick to be there. Yeah, you do. Just, and it's just not. And it seems really weird that for 17 every, bucks a ticket, man. Well, everything else, <laughs> everything else is like perfectly realistic, right. except they're don't they're like Ken doll lions. This is my whole weird. question with Jurassic Park is, you know, the, the dino the, dick. The penis and balls are the those don't make it into uh fossils, right? Because it's just, you know, Flesh, soft yeah. tissue. Not so it's a did boner. they? The dinosaurs are, are growers. That's why. right. Yeah. So did they make all the dinosaurs in the park women to avoid having to show you just like because the the <laughs> position the position of why? dinosaurs <laughs> are such that it would be like imagine a T Rex with just a big like very human dick. Like that <laughs> yeah. would, that would have oh, I have it. some drawings. I don't need <laughs> right. to imagine it. Yeah, a yeah. big circumcised human dick. <laughs> right. it's like, oh god. <laughs> It knocked the fucking Jeep over. Right. Uh, yeah. May I don't know. I sure. <laughs> but but so you're saying that they specifically they specifically disincluded removed. it, right? Yeah. Even for the sex scene. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure. I how, how has like some subversive digital artist not added all the genitals back onto like those Lion King frames? Like, yeah. This is how that scene should have looked. Right. Yeah. Big and, floppy lion dick. And you know there had to be a discussion, and I just like wanted. I want to know what that discussion was like. You think, they... or it's Disney, where you already know. Like, could it, do you think someone was in a production meeting? Like, yeah, John, uh, for the animations of the animals, are we t- are we just taking the dicks out? Because <laughs> right. I I actually brought a whole a couple examples of how Simba's dick could look. I mean, if you're animating a lion, and I assume that they're like studying lots of lion footage to get it just right, like it's definitely like a creative choice to be like, well, I'm not gonna draw the dick there. Yeah. Well, I guess I think just I think it seems like Disney policy where no one has any kind of genitals, only boobs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It's important that the animators who are Drawing the characters uh, be made horny by the the female <laughs> ones. That's that's important. It's like, look, uh, buddy, if I don't want to fuck the lion, this whole right? thing ain't gonna yeah. work. To the point that they accidentally draw dicks all over the place <laughs> because they're just like sexually right. sublimating uh, sex. all the. Uh, what? What do you mean it says sex? I, oh, you're talking about the Little Mermaid cover? Yeah, yeah Little Mermaid cover. The boner. The Has that ever been boner. fully snoped? Uh. It's Those there, stories. man. I mean, I know, but like you know, if they're being like that's a, co- a coincidence, or it's like it's deaf cock, <laughs> right? I, I mean, it's definitely a dick uh, to me. Yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm saying, what's the intent right. of the artist? You know, what I, I mean? right. my so I had to write a script about this, and I uh, my like supposition a whole movie going about into, this? no, just a short comedy oh. <laughs> sketch. My supposition going in was that it was drawn by an artist who just had a really weird looking dick, and so they didn't know, they like had no idea that it looked like a dick. Uh, uh, Dave, <laughs> dicks don't look like that. Right. Wait, I what, know. Are you guys, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> right. Wait, what do you draw yours real quick? <laughs> right. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I got to call my mom. Uh, speaking of people with really weird dicks, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, <laughs> does No, I have no idea if he has a weird dick. Man, probably you've not. just been sued, Jack. He probably has a gorgeous dick. Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. <laughs> hey. Sorry. 
Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I think that's the. I think that's my favorite joke that anybody's made on our podcast to this point. Uh, anyway, Nard's dick, Caprio. Nard dick. Uh, has is still forced to answer questions about uh why Jack had to die at the end of Titanic. Like, so he's going around doing press for his upcoming you know, artsy uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. And people are like, so why didn't you just get on the door with Rose? Like, you could have fit. It was obvious. Oh, like pivoting, fit. like being like, and great. What was it like to work with Quentin Tarantino and Brad right. Pitt? Okay, and look, I gotta ask. Like, yeah. everyone's still harping on that? To the point that, like, he's really, like, pissed about it. Like, Brad Pitt was with him on during this interview uh-huh. and was like, yeah, could you have squeezed in there? You could have, right? And Leonardo DiCaprio was like, no comment. And he was like, did you mention it at the time that, like, or Margot Robbie was like, yeah, did you mention that at the time to James Cameron? He was like, like I said, I have no comment. Oh, God. Uh, Why couldn't the boat just avoid the iceberg? iceberg. Right, exactly. Could have been a chill film. I think that's a... <laughs> I think that's a fun stupid on a boat. point, to be honest. The the whole like he should have just gotten on the door because like it might not have floated. Like well, it, that's why there's been this is such a hotly contested topic. Right. Like from people who made fucking diagrams of how they both could have fit their bodies on the door, and people were like assuming their weight is this, and this is the buoyancy of this wood. Like right, people, but what? How do you assume that? So uh, MythBusters did an episode right. about the door where they were like, the way he could have done it is to reinforce its buoyancy with a life vest, but that requires him to swim like while it's like twenty degree water, swim under the door and like put a life vest on there. Uh, and this is a point James Cameron had to make. He was like, in response right. to that, he's like, yeah. you're talking about the MythBusters thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking MythBusters. Well, let me bust this for you. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with James Cameron in, on this and only this, uh, to quote Titanic. Uh, I mean, look, I think it's just one of those things where people were so pissed that he didn't have to die or something. Yeah. But like, look, that's why it's a fucking drama, okay? Right. Just fucking suspended for a second. Just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he fucking had, he just died, okay? And that's James it. Cameron's like- you guys know I uh, pilot submarines, right? Like, right. Uh, you're gonna ask me about this? He's like, yeah, I fucking thought about it's it. Like, man. Oh, you want to talk water stuff? Let's talk water stuff. I created new fucking sea tech. <laughs> Fuck you. But uh, you know, I think I think more people are pissed about the necklace being thrown away. I'm just mad about Rose uh, committing adultery. Right. You know, wow. No one talks about that. Yep. You don't go to movies to not see lion dick, and you don't go to see. Uh, Acts of adultery. Yeah, I don't want to go and watch a nice boat movie and then be tempted by infidelity. Right, right. By the fruit of another. You know the. I mean, that was for me. I didn't care as much about Jack Down. I was like, great, whatever. Like, sure, that's <laughs> yeah. what happens in movies or whatever. Listen, like, he, it didn't make sense. No, it made perfect sense. You know that guy would be a shitty husband. Right. It's like, oh, I'm such a lovable rogue drawing pictures of people. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your what do you what job are you gonna do? Jack in, in definitely fucked at least three other women on the <laughs> on Titanic. That boat. Yeah. During like, that dance sequence in steerage <laughs> yeah, with all the Irish dancing, there what you don't know is she blinked her eyes and he was sixty nine with a lady. You think right. yours is the only handprint on this uh car window? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you fog it up, it's a ton. Yeah, like, it oh just pans God. over and all the other cars <laughs> in steerage just have so, handprints all over them. So much heat. Was coming off their genitals. Yeah. They just fogged the whole thing up. I mean, 
that guy was he was getting it in. There's there's no way he wasn't. <laughs> I also feel have a feeling like if they got off, like a she still would have been with Cal, right? Billy Zane. Yeah. Like technically, because didn't she say like she was still with him until he like well like, she took so his she, own life so or she something? Tried to shoot her, shoot her. Yeah, but she uh, at the end she just pretends that she died and starts a completely new uh personality. Oh, that's right. right. And then she just heard tell of Cal. Cal's uh like fate Death. where he like yeah. he shot himself after the market crashed in 29 or something. Yes, I believe that's correct. I mean, I would have liked if she gave Cal some weird like steerage STD from, you know, hooking uh. up Red Jack. Like next thing you know, he's got like, you know, lice and and all the crabs and stuff that yeah. you get from hanging out down there with all those people. All the playing pores. the fiddle, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, but then if they, Jack and Rose are together living a secret life, are they mad stressed? Because he's like, yo, dude, like, it's, I'm kind of paranoid because you're faked your own death. You got that wild ass necklace that's worth a lot of money. Like, I'm wanted, like, in France. Right. I was drawing all those French girls, which is a euphemism. Yeah. And also, like, uh, can there's, I tell you more stories about yeah. me and Fabrizio? Because he was a chill dude. There's no way that, uh, that, Necklace would have gone unsold, unpawned if uh, if Jack had made it. He would have pawned that shit quick. Oh right, he gets like a bad like like heroin addiction. Oh, he would right. have had gambling debts for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh man, see that's what that's the universe you need to explore. What happens if they get off the boat? She still has a necklace. Is Jack Dawson a good dude? Right. It's also kind of fucked up for her husband because like she has grandkids and stuff, and then. She dies and goes to heaven, and the at the end of the movie, and Jack is there. <laughs> she so. goes to heaven in the movie. Yeah, oh, okay. she does. I mean, she <laughs> dies and like arrives, and it's the uh, ballroom full of Titanic passengers. Oh shit, that does happen. At yeah, the- that does happen at the end Whoa, of the movie. Oh wow, I yeah. forgot I have about not that. Seen that shit yeah. in a minute. So, but that means that like her husband, kids, grandkids are all like. Yo, where is she? What's she's the supposed to be here, and she's just like off partying. Oh, no, I'm with on the Jack. Titanic, homie. Y'all don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As if Jack hadn't been getting it in in heaven that whole right. time. Oh man. Oh, she walks in on him in steerage right. with all the other ones. <laughs> he's, still, he's in heaven and he's still in steerage. She's right. like, I should have sold that necklace and started a nonprofit. Uh, and in steerage, when she walks in on him in steerage, she's just sitting back in the car with noise canceling headphones on, uh, vaping. Uh, which oh, is like how Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio yeah. actually has sex ale- allegedly. That should be how Jack fucks then. Yes. In like in the heaven sequence, he's got AirPods in, vaping hardcore, <laughs> and it's like just do your thing, girl. Not AirPods, bro. Noise oh, canceling right. headphones, uh, so that he can't. He can just totally uh, zone out. That's right. Listening to MGMT's electric feel. Yes. Uh, my my friend was uh, driving people to, or no, he went to Coachella. And he was like watching a concert and he looked over and he, and he sees this like he was sort of like this very attractive woman sort of caught his eye. And then he looked over and he's like, why is she making out with that really gross, like fat, uh, just disheveled looking dude? And he's looking and he realizes it's Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> and like at a certain point, apparently like Leonardo DiCaprio like left and the girl was like still like dancing, like waiting for him to come back. And he's like, yeah, I was that I was there for like. Two hours, and she was still in the same spot, right. just like waiting oh, for Leo waiting. to come yeah. back. And she probably was dancing by herself there all day. Uh, he went. Little did she know, he went to steerage, yeah. <laughs> which in Coachella is the do lab. Yeah, uh, I don't even know what that is. It's a Coachella joke for the homies. <laughs> um, I pretended like I got it, but I didn't. Yeah, 
the the real plot hole, like you said, uh, our writer Jan was pointing out that she really did not have to throw that. Like, what? How much did they say it was worth? The diamond? It was like the wasn't it like the rarest diamond on earth, basically, yeah. to that point. Hundreds of millions of dollars, and she like threw it out for romantic reasons, mm-hmm. like as opposed to just like selling it and feeding a village for the rest of time. Her kids are like, I had to take out student loans. What right. the hell? Yeah. There is, if you actually search, how much was the heart of the ocean worth? Yeah. <laughs> it says the very famous jeweler, Harry Winston, uh, known for having owned the Hope Diamond uh, and many other diamonds, made his own take on the heart of the ocean diamond using a real blue diamond, 15 carat. This piece is worth 10 times as much as the previous example valued at 20 million. So, shit. 200 million. I guess mm-hmm. twenty times as much as the previous, which was ten million. As the previous example, yeah. What is that? Is that meaning the know, real man. hard? Look, shit was worth a lot. Rose, you could have done something with it. It's gonna yeah. be hard to find a fence. It's like, yeah, we need someone who has two hundred million dollars to blow <laughs> right. on a That's rock. A good point. <laughs> Very good point. Huh? Well, I don't know if I have a buyer for that. <laughs> Let me look. Uh, well, Vince, it's been a pleasure having you as always. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Uproxx or on either of my podcasts, the Film Drunk Frogcast, which is our comedy podcast, and Pod Yourself a Gun, which is our Sopranos rewatching podcast that uh, we have a very special guest uh, coming on for when we record tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's me. Yeah. I'm fucking ready, dude. I love the Sopranos. And I haven't watched season one in a minute, so it's going to be it's gonna be like getting getting back together with some old friends. Mm-hmm. It's better when it's when you have some time in between. Yeah, because there was a while when I only watched this. I would religiously just watch Sopranos on loop, and it mm-hmm. like it lost all meaning. And I'm ready to <laughs> ready to go back home. Uh, is there a tweet you've been enjoying, Vince? Oh crap! Oh, this is from Hillary Hillary of Hope. Hillary with one R, one L, underscore Ann, underscore. I don't like it when restaurant servers ask, "So what are you guys doing tonight?" Because it makes me feel lame. This is what we're doing, Kevin. Eating at Chili's is the event. Miles, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Tweet I like from Rachel Winitsky. The hits keep coming out of Rachel's account at Rachel Winitsky, W-E-N-I-T-S-K-Y. She said... I'm 30, which means that everyone I think is my age is actually 22, and everyone I think is at least 10 years older is actually 29. <laughs> it's true. God damn. That's fucking... You, you hit it in the bullseye. Uh, tweet I enjoyed. Charlene de Guzman, uh, quote, Oh, fuck. Me after the first bar of Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's maps for the past 15 years. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Swarm Bowie tweeted, Tequila is a fun song, but celebrates the sin of substance abuse. That's why I like to shout Tequito at the titular moment. It's a cool way to still be part of the party while not compromising your morals. And finally, Raptors at Raptors underscore tweeted, Dude, Rorschach is my favorite superhero. I just wish his mask didn't have a picture of my parents fighting on it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, Footnote. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? The song we are writing out on is from Kilo Kish, and it's called San Pedro, mm. or San Pedro, depending on if you live in or respect the Spanish language. Or Italia. 
Yeah. Uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow, uh, maybe even later today, with a special Mueller report. Report, see, you know. We'll see. see what we got to uh, do. And we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. 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 Oh, oh.